Hey there, and welcome back to the Food Biz Whiz podcast. You are listening to episode 109. In today's show, I am welcomed, welcoming Jessica Thomas, the founder and CEO of Curate360, a company that fills the gap between diverse suppliers that want to get on shelves and those retailers that support supplier diversity. In today's show, we're talking about five things that minority-owned businesses can take advantage of to grow and scale your businesses. So if you are a minority-owned business, this episode is going to give you a whole bunch of things to think about and implement right now. Let's get started. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. This episode is brought to you by Retail Ready, my online course for producers of packaged product who are looking to grow their wholesale accounts. Retail Ready is opening for enrollment very soon. Through videos, workbooks, checklists, templates, live coaching calls with me, and daily access to me and my team in our private online group, Retail Ready has all the tools that you need to increase your sales through wholesale accounts, whether that's in traditional brick and mortar outlets or through e-commerce platforms. The first step to find out more about Retail Ready is to join my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business, which I'll link to here in today's show notes. That hour-long webinar is jam-packed with advice that you can use to kickstart your growth right now, plus information on Retail Ready, on my past clients, and how we can work together. Sign up via the link in my show notes, and I will see you there. Hi, Jessica. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Hey, definitely. So excited to be here. Yeah. And so for my listeners, my whizzes, I am really excited to have Jessica on our episode and introduce you guys to Curate360. So Jessica, we connected a couple months ago. I think you reached out to me on LinkedIn. And as soon as you did, I knew that we would have a lot to talk about. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for starting Curate360. Thank you for being here today. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's let's start from the top. Let's just start high level and tell me about Curate 360 and why you started this company. Definitely. So it's funny. I'm actually coming from the technology industry and I was searching for the next best technology to build. And I was looking at different industries and I was exclusively working with minority suppliers and figuring out how to help them grow and scale. Every single one of them, Allison, said, oh, I just want to get in a retail. Every single one. I said, <laughs> okay. So I built relationships with, at that time, about 12 different retailers from big yep. box to grocery chains to small boutique grocery. And they all had these what they call supplier diversity initiatives. Mm-hmm. They all had this commitment money commitment, right, to spend with diverse suppliers. And I said, well, that's great. How is it going? And everybody was like, 
we yeah. need help. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think, and, and so when you say like that, that commitment, it's something like, um, you know, the big one was like the 15% pledge that came Correct. out last year. Right. Okay. Correct. Yeah. So the 15% pledge is specifically for black owned yep. businesses and it's a commitment, a multi-million dollar commitment yeah. specifically for shelf space. Right. So that yes. 15% is 15% of the shelf space, yep. um, yep. which a lot of retailers have taken that yeah. commitment and some have kind of made their own because 15% can be a lot, right? When we're yeah. thinking of diversity, especially in grocery stores, it's like 2%. Yeah. So 15% for some of them is not even achievable right now, right? So we're taking baby steps. So how can we go to three, to five, to 10, and then to 15? But yeah. it was a challenge in doing that. And I asked them, well, what's the challenge? I mean, there are numerous amazing minority suppliers out there. What's the yeah. challenge? Yeah. And so specifically, Allison, they said that, well, when we meet a new minority supplier and we ask them questions, they're not ready. Yeah. They're, they're not ready to scale, right? Yeah. As your word, they're not retail ready. Yeah. And so they had an issue finding retail ready minority yeah. suppliers. And yeah. they said, well, can you help us? Okay, I can help you. So two ways that I told them I could help. This is my commitment to them. Two ways. I said, I can build technology as a connection platform yep. to connect them with the retail ready minority suppliers. Yep. Um, but that just solves a small piece, right? right? So for the ones that have taken your course and are now retail ready, have understood, have understood the operations behind how to get on the shelf, then I yep. can connect them. That's great. Yeah. But what about the millions out there that have no idea what the word retail ready even means? Yeah. Right. They have no yeah. idea the, the, the requirements, what it takes, the expectations of being on the shelf. That's yeah. really the problem. Yeah. And the issue is minority suppliers have had a lack of affordable resources to be able to figure out how to get on the shelf. Yep. Um, so that's where we come in. So the services that we provide are to help them get to the position to where they can now get on the shelf. And this is yeah. anything from product insurance, from trademarks, from branding, manufacturing, distribution, all of these pieces that they need ahead of time to now be ready. For yeah. the and there's so many moving parts. And this is this is where you and I really, I think, connected so so deeply at first, where you know what we do inside of retail ready is one tiny aspect of growing and scaling a brand, right? Besides, you know, I'll just say like besides retail ready, like you also likely hire many, many other people to support you in your legitimate business. You know, you work with so many different agencies and consultants and take so many different, um, you know, educational courses and things like that to really, you know, to grow your brand. It truly like takes that village. And so I think one of the things that I respect so much about Curate 360 is, is, um, like curating that expertise for, for brands who need it. Exactly. And and yeah. that's exactly what we do because you're right. We're building an ecosystem. Yeah. It really does take a village, right? Yeah. And you're correct. A lot of people have pieces, but how do yeah. we put together these pieces to support the brand moving forward? And as I'm sure you teach all the time, step one is getting on the shelf. You need to yeah. make sure you can stay on the shelf, yeah. right? So yep. that's another service, right? An expert that helps you do that from a consulting yeah 
standpoint. And so we actually have a food and beverage category where we've curated experts in this category to help you along each and every aspect of this process of building this, this brand and making sure that it's a brand that can sustain the shelf. Yeah. And one of the things that, that we see and that we like really advise against is, is brands thinking that our retail ready program is going to solve all of their problems, right? It just helps them get to that next level. And at that next level, they've got new problems. And they have to figure out if they want these problems, right? Right. And I know that's what you help them with what I call expectations. When they understand what to expect, now they can accurately do their goals. Because everybody says in the beginning, oh, I want to get into Kroger or Harris Teeter or Publix or whatever the large grocery store is, right, where you live. But when they actually figure out what that means, they take a step back, right? So let's prepare you for what's about to happen. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I love it. And so Jessica, I'm going to throw something out there and I don't know if it resonates with you or if you're like, Allie, we're going to have to scratch this from the recording, but tell me, do you, when you think about 360 and that connection that you make between suppliers and retailers, do you consider yourself almost like a range me for minority owned businesses? You know, it is so funny. And for the people who know about Range Me, some yeah. people have never heard of it, but the ones sure. that know, that's what they call us. Like, are you a black owned Range Me? <laughs> Perfect example, right? Yeah. So 100% what we're building from a technology perspective in that connection is right. exactly what Range right. Me has, right? But what we what we found in kind of the, the fault with exclusively what Range Me has is the services to prepare you. For instance, yeah, a ton yeah. of brands have come over to us and said, hey, we got on with Range Me, but we just need help figuring out what to do, right? Yeah. So now if you're 100% ready, the Range Me can help you from that perspective. Absolutely. If you need yeah. help operationally or trying to figure it out, that's not what they do. It's just no. not. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that like one branch of Curate 360 is similar to Range Me in the fact that it's a technology that helps connect retailers and suppliers. But then you've got this other offering that Range Me doesn't provide, right? I mean, we get this a lot in Retail Ready too, Jessica, where people are like, um, well, I'm on Range Me. Why do I need Retail Ready? <laughs> and I was like, well, those are completely different services. You know, completely. Range Me does one thing and Retail Ready helps you with something completely different. And I feel like it's, um, you probably get this too, Jessica. It's always eye-opening for vendors or for suppliers to realize how many moving parts there are for in their business and how things are really connected. Definitely. And, and you know, another big piece is that when we talk about that portion that is pretty much exactly like Range Me from a technology perspective, we have a very different business model. And so when I came on the scene, I talked with all of the big box retailers and said, hey, don't you use Range Me? Why are you still having an issue? I thought that's what we did. Well, from the perspective of supplier diversity and finding minority suppliers, Range Me doesn't have that niche. Right, right. So that's of course where we come yeah. in with yep. a business model that is more um that, that that's easily able to support your small businesses, your minority yeah. suppliers who yeah. might not be able to pay, you know, fifteen hundred upfront just to be on a platform. Right? They yeah. need a little bit more support from that angle. So you're correct. Yeah. And one of the things. And I promise our listeners we will get to these five five tips soon. But one of the things that 
that I think about from that, from my history as a buyer and thinking about that retail perspective is that, you know, buyers are busy. They're stuck in their ways. They don't have time, literally do not have time in their schedule to actively, um, you know, uh, almost like act like a detective to figure out which of the what? suppliers are minority owned and like how right. to like cull through all of that data. And so I, gosh, I mean, I just think about like, if you guys were around when I was a buyer and I had an, uh, a business goal of increasing supplier diversity, it would be so obvious to go to the platform where the diverse suppliers are. You guys are making it so much easier for buyers. Exactly. And that is the main reason why buyers love us as well is everything you just said. They don't have time to research and figure out who's ready. Are you ready? When are you ready? Right. So our job is we are sourcing, right? So we're going out strategically, turning over rocks, right? Finding the unique products, the things out there that aren't easily available to buyers and we're cultivating it. So we're getting them ready. Now, when the buyer comes to us, everything is already here. I love it. I know it's a dream come true for buyers, right? And because we can do that portion of their job for them. So there's no if, ands, or buts, right? Because they are busy doing other things. I mean, I talked to some and Allison, they say, we have range me, but I have to schedule it in my calendar on yeah. when can I even have time to even go on range me, right? And totally. do that sourcing. So we kind of act as a service for buyers where we do everything for them to yeah. make their lives easier. Because again, yeah. Allison, if we're serious about getting this number from 2%, 3%, the 5%, we yeah. have to help out the buyers, right? right. In reality, oh. there's no other way to increase that supplier diversity no. if we don't. Right. Oh God, we have such a slow industry. It's so slow to change. Oh, okay. I've got more questions about Curate 360, but I know we're going to talk about that later on. So let's get into our five tips, Jessica. Tell me, well, before we do, I've got one question for you, for our listeners. When you say minority owned businesses, who do you mean? Yeah. What categories, what people, like what, who, who do you consider minority-owned businesses? Who should be listening to this episode? Definitely. So what we do at Curate 360, we support, so minority-owned is Black-owned, Asian-owned, Hispanic-owned, veterans, right, as well as woman-owned businesses. Okay. So kind of what we say is minority-owned and woman-owned, right? Because okay. some definitions of minority-owned, like the, the MBE uh, the, the MBE certificate doesn't yeah. include woman-owned business, right? right. So that's why Look at our marketing, you'll see minority owned and woman owned. And women owned. Okay, great. Great. Thank you for clarifying that. All right. So give us your your first your first thing that these minority owned businesses need to think about or need to take advantage of right now. Definitely. So if you are minority or woman owned, seriously, the time is now to take advantage of the things that are out there. Never before has there been a time like this where literally buyers, retailers, organizations are catered to you. So they have specifically designated budgets, funding, capital programs that are focused on how can we help diversify this industry. So number one is funding sources. Mm. Over the past year and a half, Mm. there have been a ton of funding sources out there specifically for you. So we think of financial institutions, nonprofit organizations, investment firms, 
that have come out and said, hey, let's let's think about venture capitalists and and angel investors that Mm -hmm. love food and beverage brands, don't they? And so right now, there's so many groups of them that have come apart in in the past year and a half to say we're looking for what they call underrepresented founders, again, minority. Founders, right? So they are looking for you. They have raised, they have done their own raise, right? So they have millions of dollars and they're literally seeking the best food and beverage product by a minority supplier, right? And that hasn't happened in ever, right? I I was like, in ever. (laughs) Um, I love, I love that you led with that, that the time, the time is now, right? Like there is right now never been at this point in history before. Never. And and honestly, who knows if we'll we'll ever go, go back. Right. Because let's just be honest, working with minority suppliers can be a challenge for many different reasons. Again, the lack of access to knowledge, to resources, to funding makes that journey for a minority supplier very different from their counterparts. Right. Makes it different for organizations to work with them. They have to work with them differently. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many and I say this in like the nicest way, but like how many confident white dudes come into retail ready who have, you know, capital up the wazoo and have already, you know, been, been backed both like from a financial standpoint and from like a mentorship standpoint and who have these resources that just aren't, haven't been available to some of our other students. It's just wild to see the, um, disparity. Huge disparity, like night and day. Right. And so you see them, they can move the chain fast, right? Yeah. Oh, they get yeah. the knowledge, they have the funding, and they're here now, yeah. right? So yeah. minority suppliers, we have to take baby steps with yep. them to get yep. them to this level, right? We can get here, but again, it's an ecosystem. It's all of us working together to get them there. So we have, again, your angel investors, VCs, your funding, and um, your financial institutions that have come out with programs where they have grants, where they have loans, uh, nonprofit organizations are doing pitch competitions yeah, and yeah. As well to give out to specifically minority owned businesses. Yeah. So that's number uh, one, funding, good. Sourcing. funding, sourcing. It's, it's, it's time. I love it. What's number two. So number two is government programs and national councils. So mm. government cro- programs like the SBA, right? That obviously yeah. help small business in general, but now they have, again, specific programs where, where it's, it's mentorship, it's education, mm. It's figuring out how to get you from this level to this to, to this level strategically, right? Yep. Working with minority suppliers or whether it be the National Council for Supplier Diversity, right? Yep. They have specific capital, right? They do a capital match because that's yep. a huge thing going to number one is funding sources. So yeah. everybody I'm about to mention has some aspect where they're trying to help minority suppliers to get that. Because that is really why there's a disparity. You just mentioned a lot of your men, they already have the funding, right? So once they get yeah. everything else, it's like, boo, boo, boo. I mean, Jessica, like, I mean, you, I don't need to tell you this, but like, just to watch the confidence is shocking, right? To be like, oh my goodness, you are like a 20 year old, you know, white dude who has the confidence of, you know, who knows what like walk into this room and just like have every, you know, um, every confidence that their business is going to succeed. It is just wild to watch. 
I mean, may we all have that confidence like at some point, right? That's right. Sounds like America, doesn't it? Sounds like America. So yeah. that is exactly how it is. So make sure you take advantage of um, in your state right? The, yep. the SBA programs that are out there and what that Minority uh, Development Supplier Council has as well, specifically for those businesses to help you grow and scale. Because right yeah, now so- they have dedicated programs, not just capital and funding, but resources, yep. education, yep. a mentor match. You spoke earlier about um, yeah. them having mentors, right? Yeah. And so when we look at different aspects of your business, yes, you want someone who can advise you, who can be a mentor, And help you figure out, do this, don't do that, right? Because in the beginning of your business, strategically, it is so important to be set up operationally correct. You have no idea how many business come to us and we're like, (laughs) okay, we got to go back. Right. I see it too. Uh, Insurance. It's not set up correctly from a standpoint of registering with the federal government. Little things in the beginning can set you up for success in the end. And again, there are resources out there to help you do that. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned the small business association, which we'll definitely link in our show notes. And I think it's so important, like to, to know that these resources exist, right? I think one of the the challenges here, and one of the things that Curate 360 is doing is, is connecting, connecting people to these resources, because if you don't know they exist, you can't use them to your advantage, right? Correct. That is really, again, that's that, um, that's that gap. Yeah. Okay. So number two was really taking advantage of those government programs and the things that are now available to minority and women-owned businesses. I love that. Okay. What's number three? So number three are supplier diversity programs. So these are programs, again, from organizations as well as retailers, right, that they have with their buyers. And What a supplier diversity program is, it can mean many things, but it's basically where you can take advantage of different uh, terms, different Mm -hmm. payment terms, agreements, flexibility in the requirements. So before now, one of the issues with emerging brands, minority brands specific, get on the shelf, they can't meet all these requirements. They can't wait 60, 90 days to get paid. Just doesn't happen, right? So that's what happens. Allie, we're at 2%, right? <laughs> exactly. Allie, we get from two to three to five. Well, yeah. guess what? We need to be more flexible with these minority suppliers and help them to yeah. get on the shelf and be successful. So one of the things I did before I even launched Curate 360 is working yeah. with these retailers on, look, I know what you want. You're not going to get it. Right. So how about we bring <laughs> you right here? <laughs> now we can help you. It's a reality. It's reality. And so I tell them, you know why you're having a challenging time? Because you're here. If you were to be lenient, if you were to be flexible, if you were to help them grow, you know, start in a hundred stores, go into 400, then go into whole 1400, right? Help them grow and scale, then we can do this. So I told them, I will work with you if you will work with me. Yeah. That flexibility on the retailer side is, is such a key piece of this puzzle. Huge piece of this puzzle. It really is. Again, that's the reason why before Curate 360, it was broken. It was broken. Because you know what they do? And you know this as a previous buyer. The buyers (laughs) go out and they do this. Oh, I'm looking for some minority suppliers. I don't see them. Oh, well, can't find them. Yeah. We'll we'll just stay at 2%. Yeah. Uh, That's what happens. And so you know what people come to me and say, is it smoke and mirrors? I get that Mm. all the time. Mm. Are these commitments? 
Um, Is it smoke and mirrors? Because they're putting out marketing every minute, aren't they? Yeah, 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 we all see it. Yeah, of course. And so people say, what is it real? Are they serious about this? And before Mm. Curate 360, the buyers didn't have a single source to go to. Yeah. So for some people, oh yeah, smoke and mirrors, but there are some that are very serious about it, but it's too hard. Yeah. It's too hard because I mean, just, it didn't exist. No, I mean, Jessica, one of the things that we talk about inside of Retail Ready, we've got these, uh, we call them scripted success and they're these sales. It's basically developing your sales pipeline. And one of the things that I emphasize over and over again for minority-owned businesses is that they have to come out and say it in the subject line. If you are emailing, you have to lead with the fact that you are minority owned or women owned or whatever it is, right? Um, That buyer needs to know before they even open your email. So that might be something like um, black owned beverage line now available in Southern California or like whatever it is, right? But it needs to be so obvious that that buyer doesn't even have to Uh, open the email to know that you are the vendor that they are searching for. That's right. And so in Curate 360, we have badges. And so Mm -hmm. you mentioned Black-owned. So we have a Black-owned badge, Asian-owned badge, Hispanic-owned badge, woman-owned badge, right? Because you're right. A lot of times they're looking for specific things. I know Target recently did like Asian-owned, right? So they're specifically looking for Asian-owned, but how do they find them? Right. So again, before well, we existed, it was hard to find, but now well, it's awkward too, right? Jessica, I'll just call it out. But like, yeah. as a buyer, like I would, I don't want to scrutinize someone's website or Instagram profile and try to guess at their, you know, race or that's sexuality right. or, and that's, that's, you know, and, that's, and that's exactly what you have to do, isn't it? Yeah. And it's really inappropriate. It is. And yeah. it's like, what other way around it? Right. Because you're right. Sure, it puts you in a bad situation to say, hey, are you Asian owned? Hey, are you black owned? Right. I mean, that's, you know, that I don't want to say it's inappropriate because, you know, if the, the goal is to increase diversity, like I, I guess I'll say I want the I want the vendors, I want the suppliers to come out and say it themselves and to like shout it from the rooftop. So we don't have to have that questioning back and forth. They have to know they need to. Right. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Before this specific again, the time is yeah. now, but before yeah. this specific time, believe it or not, a lot of business they hid some oh, of them. They see didn't that. want you to know they were black owned. For example, we see that right? all the time. We see that time. in retail ready, and you know we all have we have we have brands in there who are from more conservative regions or you know like um, in areas where they they don't want to say it and they question if it's going to help them or hinder them as they approach retailers. And that, I mean, if I swore on my podcast, I would say, you know, it's really effed up um, to be in that position and and not know if it's something that is going to work to your advantage or disadvantage. 100%. And again, that's something we help them with is identifying what to say, because before now it wasn't beneficial. Right. 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 They didn't put on you, but now we do want to scream it from the mountaintop. Yeah. So, yeah. so definitely, you know, these supplier diversity programs, as you said, they are looking for you. This program was specifically created to add yeah. more diversity to yeah. the show. And so yeah. they need to know you exist. They need to know what you have. That's what Cure 360 is for. They no longer Allie, have an excuse. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we, we, we went searching. <laughs> I looked. Find them. Well, we're here, right? Yeah. We're here. We are curating yeah. the best of the best. Not only that, we are getting them ready. So yes. most people come to us. They're not ready yet. 
right? We're working with them one-on-one to get them here. So when the buyers come, there are no more excuses. Yeah. I love this. Okay. So number three was really taking advantage of those supplier diversity programs. I love that. What's number four? So number four are non nonprofit organizations. Hmm. So when we say nonprofit organizations, there are specific organizations that have memberships for education, for resources, for things that are only for diverse diverse businesses in Mm. general. So we have black owned, we have Asian owned, we have Hispanic owned, we have woman owned, right? And they're even categorized, categorized, right? So we have some for food and beverage, some for health and beauty, et cetera. And they're focused on taking your business to the next level in general, right? So not even retail specific, but again, when you get in retail, when you get on the shelf, you need to have a strong foundation. Yeah. If you don't have a strong foundation, I don't care what your brand is, it will not succeed in the end. So these nonprofit organizations, again, they're nonprofits. So a lot of times their memberships are, are free or very, yeah. very, very low because yep. they get government money, right? Nonprofit. Yep. So you yep. need to take, they're here for you to take advantage of. And we we strategically partner with about 15 of them. And oh, it is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable for me. How many um, minority suppliers come into Curie 360 and I say, well, are you a part of this organization? And they go, oh, I never heard of them. Yeah. You mean this free organization has (laughs) all these resources for you. You never even heard of it. But that's what you said earlier. There's so many moving parts. Who is putting this train together? Mm hmm. And that's what oh. we had to do. That was really yeah. my mission behind Curate 360 is when you Google Alley, there is a hundred different things that come up. Oh, and Lord. I, entrepreneurs <laughs> are busy. They don't have time to search through a hundred different articles. And no. so that's what we're here for is to drive this train for them because yeah. there are organizations that exist specifically to help them build that strong foundation and to scale. Yeah, well, and you know, you, you skipped over the fact that when they Google it, they don't know which are legit sources and which ones are just someone's opinion on the internet. Right. That's where our name curate comes in, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Everything from our suppliers to our retailers, to our partners, we're heavily vetting because with our partners, Allie, we really make sure that we're recommending them to the right experts. There are so many experts out there, but every business is uniquely different. And so our job is curating the right expert for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate your vetting process. I'll say from the back end, like we went back and forth a lot there. And I so appreciate that you're, you're figuring out who are the proven experts and consultants and nonprofits and, and resources that brands can really trust rather than just, you know, um, hoping, crossing your fingers and hoping that you're making those right connections. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wrap us up with number five. So number five, organizations like us, Curate 360. So you want to take advantage of Curate 360 because we're here again to put all of these pieces together. So we help you with one through four and making sure that what you have is a customized retail plan. Again, I say the word customized because every food and beverage business is different. Every health and beauty business is different. Every category is different. And so you need someone to evaluate your business, figure out what you have versus what you need. Yeah. And 
Yes. And, and, and what we do is we work with you on your goals. So mm. Alan, we have some people whose goals are, hey, I just want to be the number one business on Amazon or walmart.com. <laughs> so we have e-commerce experts working yep. with them to do that. Yep. Then we have some to say, oh, I think I want to get in a retailer. We have experts to help them do that yep. because they're, these goals require different plans. It's a different yeah. plan, e-commerce versus retail, very different yes. plan, right? Yes. And so again, yes. we want to speak with you, see what you desire, help you figure that out. Because I'm sure you see a lot, they don't know what their goals are. And no. what they thought their goal was, <laughs> when they learn what to expect, they change them. Right. They come into retail ready. You know, they're like, oh, my goal is to, you know, be in Costco by the end of the year. And then sure enough, we like walk through the business planning and like the brand foundation stuff. And you see them like backpedaling and they're like, my goal is to be in two dozen local retail stores right. by the end of the year. And I'm Start like, great, somewhere. we can do that. We can do that. And it's going to be great, profitable, stable and, and sustainable for the long term. That's right. Yeah. Again, baby steps. I yeah. tell all the time, baby steps. You know, we yeah. have so many brands come to us and say, I want to be in Target. Yep. Okay. I get plenty yep. of Target buyers. We can do that. But are you ready to be in yeah. Target? Do you understand what a purchase order from Target entails? Yeah. Right. Also, if I put you on Target shelves tomorrow, have you built enough brand awareness and brand recognition that people buy your product off the shelf or right. is it just going to sit there? Because you've got one chance, one chance to succeed on that shelf. Absolutely. We all know how this works, right? Yeah. You do, yeah. Allie, but they don't, right? So right. that's what we are here for. <laughs> exactly. Is to help yeah. understand how this works. So again, number five is take advantage of companies yeah. like ourselves, like Curate 360. We yeah. exist for you. We yes. found a very specific need and we slid right in here in the middle to make sure we fill this void that we have here to help you to grow, scale and yep. fulfill your goals so that you can build a million dollar sustainable company, not get into retailers and then have to backtrack, right? Yeah. So baby steps are okay. What you just said, start with start local. Yeah, we have plenty of amazing local grocery chains, local yeah. boutiques who love our emerging brands. That gives you a sense of what it feels like to be on the shelf, what oh. it feels like to get a purchase order. And now you can grow to where you want to be. Starting in Costco as your first retailer. Whoo! <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. You're going to learn so much from your first few dozen retailers that if, gosh, it's, if you just go zero to a hundred, it's, that's where the problems start. It does. I've seen it, ha it, it, I've seen it happen. I've oh, seen, yeah. you know, we, we have a couple people in retail ready who, you know, are in year one, they get, you know, 600, 800,000 accounts, Whole Foods Global, things like that. But they have been very strategic from day one and they have, I mean, frankly, like hired support, um, invested yes, in their business from, from day one. So it's possible. Correct. You just have to be very strategic about it. Definitely. And, and you mentioned a keyword investing in your business. Mm. Right? We have to pay to play. And yes. we have plenty people come to us and like, hey, we want to do this. Okay, we can help you do that. But are you ready for that? Not just mentally, not just physically, but also financially. Yeah. That is oh. important to invest in your business so that we yeah. can take you to that next level. So again, yeah. we're here to support you where you are. So we have businesses that started two months ago 
Yep. We have some that have been in business five, 10 years, and yep. we're able to meet you where you are and support you to reach your goal. So definitely take advantage of companies like us, again, who only exist because we see this need that you have to help you scale. And our partners are amazing. So Alan, mm. we actually have a partner supporting supplier diversity who will pay you in one day for your purchase orders. So oh, you yeah, know you told me this. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell I'm, our I audience about this because it that. is... This is key. Uh, tell us more about this. Definitely. So two things that we found, again, when I was searching and trying to figure out why is it so hard for these minority suppliers to get on the show, mm. a lot yeah. of them can't fulfill purchase orders. That's yeah. number one. Then yep. number two, if they can scramble... <laughs> To fulfill a purchase order, they can't wait 60 to 90 days to get no. paid. I mean, that is just no it's a way. cash flow problem. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge cash flow problem. So we yeah. have a direct partner supporting supplier diversity that will support minority and woman owned suppliers and paying them one day for their purchase <laughs> orders and actually little sneak tip hasn't come, but it's coming not here yet, but it's coming. They are working on a program to also help you finance a purchase order so that you can awesome because uh, I know amazing right I love they this yeah that so many people come to them with these large POs and go I can't fulfill it they yeah. have to turn down you know yeah. it, it just, I've, it I've seen that them. so many times yeah all the time it drains them to get yeah. an amazing PO but they just reality they can't fulfill it yeah. and so what they're doing is they're coming up with a program to help you fulfill POs as well as what they do have now pay you in one day for that uh-huh. purchase to really help with that cash flow which has been a huge problem with minority-owned businesses that is amazing Jessica that that gosh what a what a value add that's fantastic yes. yeah Cool. Congratulations. That's that's an awesome partnership. Okay. So Jessica, tell our listeners where people can keep in touch with you. What sort sort of resources? I know you've got other freebies for people. Like where can they find you? How should they keep in touch? How can they join Curate360? Give me all the details. Definitely. So you can follow us on all social media channels at at Curate360. My personal um, social media is at Invincible Jess. And we do have a dedicated link for you all to join. It's Curate360.co slash suppliers. There you will be able to learn about all of these resources, all of our services, all of our partners that are here to support you from the ground up. Also, if you have not already followed our page, when you follow our Instagram page, DM us the word Allison Ball. And we do have some freebies specifically for her audience, right? We have some freebies for you all that will go over all the steps of five things that I've talked about today. We have direct links for you to make sure as a minority-owned business, you are taking advantage of this perfect time right now to grow and scale your business. Awesome. Okay. So we will link all of that in the show notes. And Jessica, thank you so much for um, guiding our audience to just send you a DM with my name and they will get the links to the things that we talked about in the show. Cause we, we covered a lot and you dropped so many resources. I'm sure people were like scrambling to take notes and they're like, Oh shit, I missed something. Like, thank you so much for um, offering that to my audience. Definitely. Of course. Um, Jessica, Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing so much knowledge and thank you for, for creating Curate 360. I know, I love that you saw this huge gap in our industry and you are doing something about it. So I, from the bottom of my heart, I I thank you so much for the work that you do in our industry. 
Definitely. And, and, and thanking you for being a partner, because again, it's, it's an ecosystem, yeah. right? And so really, in order for us to execute this, takes a lot of people. I tell uh-huh. people we have right now literally almost 60 different partners on all categories that are helping to build this. So That's a lot you. of people. Of course, my pleasure. My, my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show today, Jessica. Thank you. Okay, my whizzes. Thank you for listening into today's episode. Jessica gave us excellent information that I know is going to help you grow your business this year if you are minority or women-owned. So like she said at the very beginning, now is the time. So you can check out Curate360, how you can join as a supplier and get a link to all of Jessica's tips by following our show notes. We'll direct you exactly to her Instagram where you can DM her and that that URL that she gave us um, at the end today. So as always, I would love to continue the conversation in our Food Biz Wiz Facebook group. We are well over 2,000 food and beverage founders there. They're discussing all things related to the CPG industry. So again, find that invite to our free group directly at foodbizwiz.com or in today's show notes. And I will see you right back here next week with a rapid fire Q&A episode to wrap up season nine of the podcast. Have a good one and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you've been enjoying these episodes, imagine what it would be like to ask clarifying questions directly to me and have my assistants working through your strategy on these topics. Well, you can. My Retail Ready students have access to me live in our private online group and on our monthly coaching calls, and I'd love to see you in there as well. Retail Ready enrollment opens again really soon and kicks off with my free masterclass on the three steps to growing your packaged food business. I have that linked here in the show notes, and I can't wait for you to join to learn more about me and how I work with clients, to find out whether Retail Ready is the right fit for you and to learn my three steps to growing your packaged food biz. Come join me via the link in the show notes and I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Wiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z dot com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.